1: Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring No Other Pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it.
2: KC Soccer fans, what is up? Welcome to another episode of Soccer Talks with me, Allie Triss Martin, right here on KC Sports Network. It has been long since we have gotten a chance to chat here and since my last episode, but what better time to make a return than ahead of the new NWSL 2023 season. KC Current, uh kicking things off this Saturday at 1 p.m. on the road against North Carolina Courage. It is going to be an incredible year. Kansas City made some big moves during the offseason to try and get back to where they ended last season, which was in the title game. They fell short, finishing second place runner-up to the Portland Thorns, and now they've got big expectations on themselves to make it back to that same spot and win the championship this year. And so to preview this NWSL season, this Casey current season, we've got Lisa Roman of CBS Sports, The Attacking Third podcast. She does a lot of analyst work as well. She's also going to be uh, taking on a new role that we'll talk about uh, when she joins us here in just a minute. And as always, we are presented by our friends at Emprise Bank. You can open an account with Emprise Bank in less than five minutes. Savings just start there, though. Emprise is a trusted partner with a variety of products and services to help you achieve your goals. Don't be tethered to a brick building. Start a meaningful relationship with a bank that has your best in mind. Now... With that, let's welcome Lisa Roman to the Soccer Talks podcast. Welcome back to Soccer Talks with me, me your host Allie Trost Martin, presented by Inprise Bank. So happy now to be joined by my good friend Lisa Roman and soon to be broadcast partner. We'll talk about that in just a second. Lisa, how's it going? Allie, of course, I'm just happy to be here with you, and I could not get any
3: better because. Uh, We are at week one of the NWSL's 2023 regular season. Thank goodness it is finally here. Um, But of course, I always love chatting footy with you.
2: Oh, this is going to be so fun. And as I just alluded to, Lisa and I will be working together this year. I'm not going to bury the leap. We're just going to jump right into it. Um, As you saw a little bit ago today, we're recording this on a Thursday. So you're going to see this on Friday. And the announcement just came out that we... Uh, as in Lisa and I, are going to be a part of a very talented crew of broadcasters calling the local broadcasts for the KC Current this year. So they went out and just booked a bunch of like some of the best talent in women's soccer. A uh, little bias, not talking about myself, talking about Lisa. And um, it's going to be a rotating cast calling these games. So for some of the games on local on KSHB 38, the spot. And on local radio as well, Sports Radio 810, you're going to hear our voices. And Lisa and Saw, I think we have like a couple of games together. Yes, Allie, I'm so
3: excited. And you are one of the great voices, Uh, women's voices, any voices at all in women's football. I'm so excited about this. I'm excited to get to the heartland a lot this year because I'm based in Philadelphia, but I will be out in KC a lot this year. And I'm excited. How
2: many times have you been to KC
3: before? I've been to Kansas City twice before.
2: Once just passing through and once for a good friend's wedding last year. Okay, so the great news is that you'll now get to fly into our very nice new airport. It's no longer um, this like embarrassing only for people flying in. I think all of us who are I kind liked of- the old airport. I liked how small it was. It was like you walk off the
3: plane and within 10 steps you're at your car like getting into the taxi or Uber that you ordered. I liked that. I liked that. It
2: was, it was very convenient but if you ever had like a layover or needed got there early for some reason you're like oh like I want to go just sit down and grab a bite to eat like good luck. Yeah, I you hope can, can do that. Or you know a slice of pizza. So um <laughs> that is like it was uh, for you. And then, yeah, it's going to be an incredible season. I think there's so much excitement around the current after what they achieved last year and just their second year um, since, of course, coming to Kansas City and joining the league uh, as the Kansas City current, as we now know them in 2021. How did this all come together for you? I mean, you were all over, for those who don't know, everything in WSL and beyond. Lisa also is doing some analyst work for the Philadelphia Union broadcast as well. So we'll touch on some of that. Um but how did this kind of come together obviously you know you're you're no stranger to the NWSL but this role with Kansas City
3: I honestly was just wanted to be part of everything that Kansas City is building with the current um everything off the pitch for the athletes their the facilities the stadium um what the owners are doing Chris and Andy Long I'm just really impressed with everything going on there and Honestly, I saw a lot of free agents in the NWSL being like, hey, can we get to Kansas City? Can we get there? I mean, Dabinia, the biggest free agent there was. And uh, as a freelancer, not a free agent myself, yeah. I wanted involved in this. And, and I know the PR people from covering the league um, with CBS and Attacking Third Podcast. And I reached out and I was like, well, what's your what's your status on a local broadcast this year? I want to be involved. How can I help? And from there it really snowballed and and now i'm playing a number of different roles whether it's host or play-by-play or analyst for KC Current locally. And I'm really excited about that because not often do you reach out for a position or something you want to be involved in, and immediately they're just like, yes, we want you too. It's a mutual feeling. Um, in dating, in life, you know, that rarely happens. But I'm so glad it did work out. And not only do I get to call games for Kansas City, a team that I'm very high on and have high expectations for, but I get to work with other fantastic people, and you being one of them as a local to Casey, who has so much ties to this team and and with the fan base of Kansas City.
2: It's going to be so fun. You uh, nailed it though. Like freelancers, free agents, like shaking hands. Like yes, we all want to come to Kansas City and work with the current. No, it's going to be a lot of fun. Jordan Angeli, another uh, voice that fans will hear this year. Uh, Lisa, of course. Anna Witty, Dave Forchard, Jillian Carol Trinko, myself. I'm sure I'm missing. Somebody, but I think I, I nailed it. I haven't seen the official release and I'm just thrilled to um, work alongside so many people who love the the game of soccer and want to grow it on the women's side and are so passionate about the NWSL. So it's going to be a great season. As uh, said, Lisa, there are such high expectations on this Casey current team. And it's really not even just from an outside perspective, but internally as well. I mean, everybody in the building players and coaches, and of course the ownership group, you know, when talking with them ahead of the season, like it's championship or bust, which you don't really hear new teams in the league saying, but I feel like in the NWSL now with the addition of Angel City, San Diego Wave, Kansas City Current, I mean, these are very ambitious teams who are coming in and regardless of how um, early in their in their new kind of, you know, teamness they are, I don't know if that's the right way to say that. Uh, they have very high expectations of themselves. Kansas City is no different. Do you think that Kansas City can go out and get back to the championship and win it all?
3: I don't just think they can do it. I know they will. Because when you look at the landscape of the NWSL and how everything is built up, and, and you just alluded to the various expansion sides that have come into the league over the last several years, Kansas City is a newer team. And the fact that in just their second year of existence, Um, Not only could they turn around their season from their first year, go essentially from last to first and make it all the way to the championship, but they were competing week in and week out. And when you look at the offseason that Kansas City current had, they didn't have to make that many changes to the roster that made it to the final before. So often we see teams don't make any changes and they try to stick to the status quo. The coach keeps everyone the same. Kansas City decided, no, we're going to level up again because we made it to the championship but we didn't win i think the club itself and the players are a a little po'd about that in a sense so because of that they went out they they got some incredible free agents around the league they brought in some incredible internationals um, on this roster as well they picked up some really good draft picks And they leveled up a team that was already starting at the top and they just raised the bar for themselves again. So because of that and all the other factors that come into it, this is a team that just looks like they're having fun while they're playing too. And that is so much part of the secret sauce that people don't understand. You've got to be having that locker room camaraderie, the fun on the pitch, the the leaders that can lean on some of the new people to bring something new to the table. And Kansas City has the full package.
2: And I think you nailed it. I mean, the fun that this team has, it's clear in anyone's... The celebrations, audience. Allie. We've got to talk about the celebrations. And it's like, that is just, I think, a a perfect way, um, you know, that fans got to kind of see a peek behind the curtain as to just how much fun the team really did have last season. Like, it wasn't just a front that they were putting on. And, of course, everyone's happy when they score a goal. But, like, the way in which... um the team kind of came together in those moments was just a a micro uh, microcosm of, of really the entire season. And it all kind of coincided with when they moved into that new training facility. And that was something that I thought was really interesting that Matt Potter had, had spoken about last year was getting into that facility. And within like that next week or two is when they started that unbeaten streak that of course carried them and put them in position to not just make the playoffs, but um, as we know, then eventually go on to the championship. But so much of it is environment, right? You put people yeah. in positions to
3: succeed in any aspect of life, but especially athletes, if you're giving them the environment, the training facilities, the nutrition, the, the technical staff and the coaching staff and the gear to succeed, it's only going to help them because there's less obstacles for those players to jump through just to do their job every day. And Kansas City is really setting the standard for that. In the NWSL in women's football, with everything they're doing off the pitch.
2: Yeah, and it's so, and it's important to highlight too because I don't think fans like fully understand. I mean, you go out and you watch a team in stadium on game day, but outside of that, you don't really know what the day to day life of an athlete looks like. And um, I, I've had the chance to now tour the the new training facility a few different times, and I mean, from just what you mentioned, like the weight room being at the same location as where they train. In the past, a lot of these players would have to go to training at one site and then drive somewhere else to go do the weights. And sometimes that was with all of your teammates. Sometimes that was not with all of your teammates. Um, Having like a kitchen on site where you have like all of the snacks and kind of meals that you could ever need instead of having just to either have them provided via like box or just everything felt so disjointed before. And this obviously gives them a huge competitive advantage for the obvious reasons. But um, just in like the actual performance side I think it it really is big and then of course you kind of get the bonus of the camaraderie really um you're not having to separate from your teammates as often to go and do those other parts of the job to get ready uh, for a match on a Friday Saturday Sunday whenever you're able to stick together and there's so much good that can come out of that and that and for nothing else just like that trust and that relationship building that, we saw on the field many times last year was so crucial for this team. So um, I think that is something that, you know, the, the current have the advantage now it won't forever. I think teams will continue to catch up and that's going to be something that is going to be the expectation now for new ownership groups coming into the leagues. Like, Hey, what kind of investment are you willing to make mm-hmm. um, this team and, and in this sport and in this league? So definitely excited to see that. But you mentioned some of the new faces at the current added new season, Um, ranging in experience, in skill set, in position group. But one thing that head coach Matt Potter did say that I thought was interesting was wanting to add, especially in free agency, some veterans to this roster. They did that with Morgan Boutreau and with Vanessa DiBernardo. And he noted their championship experience specifically because one thing they learned against Portland is, hey, Portland looks to their bench and they've got a bunch of players that had been in this situation before. Kansas City didn't have that luxury. They'll have that luxury this year. How important from your perspective, Lisa, is, the, uh, is that element? And how much better did Kansas City get from just having a group of players that can go out and win a championship, not just do what they did last season, per se?
3: It is so important to gather depth that not only has experience playing, but experience winning. And veterans in this league, especially coming from Chicago, they're a, a club in the Red Stars that had made it to so many consecutive playoffs and and postseason competition. And when you're looking at someone like Vanessa DiBernardo and working Gattrall, I'm even going to throw Dabinia in there because she spent six years at North Carolina Courage. She won a couple of championships there. That experience is, is unmatched because not only can you have see that experience when they're playing in match competition uh, across the regular season, but it just levels up the training for these players and for these teams. When you're going up against someone that is competing like it is a championship and not a national championship, but a NWSL championship, a World Cup final, a, an Olympics final, They just level up the everyday training from their focus in the locker room to their game preparation, to their body recovery and how they take care of themselves professionally. So across the board for Kansas City, they didn't just get more talent on the field, but they got that experience that will trickle down and will level up everyone. Honestly, even like head coach Matt Potter is going to have to level up his coaching because he's now dealing with veterans that have seen a variety of different coaches from national team to various club coaches and he has to now find new ways to challenge them that aren't the same that we saw last year and that's why it's this giant evolution in the offseason that Kansas City took when they didn't need to and that's what makes them have that edge and almost like a chip on their shoulder too from losing that final last year they're changing things for the better and, and in positive ways to only get better and take a next step
2: forward this ownership group hands down some of the most competitive people I've ever met in the best way and we'll talk about Dabinia but first let's take a quick break and on the other side we'll talk Dabinia we'll talk about the rest of the league who Casey Kerr fans uh, should know about there might be uh, some challengers for the current as the season wears on and we'll get into some fun uh, questions with Lisa we'll talk some wedding stuff we'll talk the new FIFA game and uh, a whole lot more so that's coming up next
1: entertain, educate, inform, KC Sports Network.
2: And welcome back to Soccer Talks. Lisa Roman, our guest today on the show. And Lisa, you talked about Dabinia. I mean, it's no secret. She was the name of the offseason, Kansas City, showing that aggression again, going out to get her. Not only does she bring the veteran experience, but she brings the skill sets to the field that make any team that she's on immediately better. But I'm curious from your perspective, how does she fit? with this Kansas City current team, in your opinion, and what um, what adjustments maybe do Kansas City need to make in order to not just play to her strengths, but, you know, like figuring out where these new pieces fit. We talk about um, some of the adjustments that need to be made, but, you know, you have this new cast of players. They may not all fit in in the same way um, that the team has, you know, played in, in certain ways.
3: That is the golden question, Allie. How is Dabinia going to fit in with what Matt Potter has already built and found success at in this Kansas City side. And it's not so much how does Davina fit in, but how does the rest of the team fit around her? We've seen Davina play internationally with Brazil and in the NWSL for so long with North Carolina Courage. And so much of North Carolina's style was determined by... Dabinia being the playmaker, being the quarterback centrally in the midfield, and I think we're going to see that seamless transition to Kansas City. There are a lot of talented players on this KC roster, and in adding the depth that Dabinia brings, she she's going to be a starter. She's going to be an influential player on this pitch, but the ways that she will influence the game stems from her vision on the ball, her ability and technical ability to break lines, her vision to play forwards and and their front line running through to it. I mean, Kristen Hamilton, a forward for Kansas City that found so much success last year, her game is going to be transformed with the help of Dabinia, supporting her in and behind. And because of that, I think it also lessens a little bit of the pressure on the defensive side of things for Kansas City's back line, AD French in goal for them because of what Dabinia can do. She's not a liability in the midfield to lose the ball. And if she's it is does lose the ball, she's going to win it back. That's her work ethic and that's the type of player she brings. So it overall lessens the pressure on every single player around her because she will take on so much of the weight of this game. Now, yeah. how other opponents match up against Kansas City, that's something I'm really curious to see how they go and battle because it's not just Sabina you have to worry about in the midfield. There are so many other threats. Lola Bonta, we're going to see Vanessa Bernardo in there, Morgan Gattrall, and how those puzzle pieces fit together for Matt Potter is going to fall into place over the first couple weeks of the regular season.
2: I, I'm so excited just because it's like, they almost have this like embarrassment of riches and of course as the season wears on and players pick up knocks it's just and of course we have the world cup this summer as well so it's like obviously you're going to look to that depth and um you know use those players uh, as needed and and based on what situations are kind of showing themselves by way of injury opponent etc but I am curious to see what that like go-to lineup ends up you know shaking out to look like as the season wears on and, and as players kind of fall into place, but uh, Lisa, as discussed earlier, we got to know you've got the handle on the entire NWSL. You do incredible work uh, with CBS on the Attacking Third podcast. If you haven't had the chance to listen to it, although if you're an NWSL fan, I bet you already have. If you haven't, though, go check it out um, if you just want any updates, news, analysis, everything uh, NWSL related. Who are some of your other favorite teams? You've got Kansas City winning the title, um, but who do you think are going to be Those teams to watch this year, and if you're Kansas City, uh, who should you have your eye on? I obviously Portland will be a big team for that. You don't want to enact some revenge on.
3: I think there's a little bit of a rivalry brewing between Kansas City and Portland Thorns, and and not just from the championship in 2022, but. Last year, we saw we saw it getting chippy in in the best way. Yes, Portland Thorns, a team to watch, a team everyone in the NWSL is constantly keeping their eye on. But this year, they're they're coming off of an NWSL championship win. They've got Sophia Smith leading that front line. They returned free agent Christine Sinclair and in Canadian international and. Honestly, one of the most dangerous things about Portland, they returned their entire starting back line. And, and that's a defense that is is so incredibly tough to go up against. I mean, ask Kansas City, they struggled in the final going up against that back line. There are so many great pieces at Portland, but they've also got a new coach. He was a, an assistant last year, Mike Norris now being the head coach at the Thorns. Are they going to look a little different? Are they going to play in one formation? Because last year, we saw them switching between a three-back and a four-back, a front two, a front three. So that's one thing that every team is going to be looking at how Portland rolls out in these first couple of weeks. But I'm also watching a San Diego Wave team that came out of the gates running in their inaugural season last year as an expansion side. They... They have so many award winners on their roster, and they didn't go anywhere. They got Golden Boot winner Alex Morgan, Goalkeeper of the Year Caitlin Sheridan, uh, Defender of the Year and Rookie of the Year Naomi Gurma in the back line. This is a, a stacked team front to back. They made a playoffs. They hosted a playoffs game last year. Now they're in their second season. Casey Stoney has had more time to sink her teeth into this roster I'm nervous for how San Diego is just going to run through some of the games on their schedule so far. Those are some of the top teams I'm looking at. But another big rebuild, Gotham FC. They were last in the standings last year. And if Kansas City fans know, if anyone can turn around a season, Kansas City did that going from last to first last year. And Gotham, they got players like Lynn Williams. They got Kelly O'Hara in the back line. It's a rebuild year for Gotham. And when you're feeling confident, like Gotham is right now, it's going to shock some people. They're a bit of my dark horse team to watch this year, Gotham.
2: I love it because that was going to be my next question. And, you know, for Kansas City fans, there are a lot of familiar faces on that team. Victoria Pickett, Kristen Edmonds, Lynn Williams, of course, a big one as well. So that is uh, that's a good one. That's a good team to watch. And like you said, Kansas City fans should know that turnaround all too well. I don't think anybody expected Kansas City to do what they did last year. Um, and of course, it didn't start that way necessarily, but it's a long season—very um, very long, long season, season. <laughs> as we know. And there are a lot of different variables that play into it. And uh, uh, you know, for Kansas City, I think getting a deeper squad, um, even though they did have some turnover, that isn't always seen from teams that make it as far as they did in the playoffs. Um, you know, that depth is for season, and also for creating some good competition uh, within those position groups. Okay. Uh, the last like league-related question before we get into some fun ones, Lisa, VAR making its debut this cell, yes. which uh as announcers makes our job. Um, it just adds another layer to it. I think, you know, as as you know, calling some uh games for the Philadelphia Union on their radio broadcasts. And you had a wild one in oh, we sure did. We sure did.
3: VAR is Fantastic! I like it. It adds yeah. another element to the game. I mean, referees are human. There's only so much they can see. We do not give them enough credit for watching and calling a game live. There are so many calls that as broadcasters, as fans, as spectators, we think there's no way that was on side. And it is. Or vice versa, whatever the call may be. And the NWSL leveling up this year, I think it's a testament to the league and where they want to go, how they want to be seen in the world of, of football as one of the top elite leagues. And I think that a lot of people don't understand how much work goes into adding VAR to a league. There needs to be upgrades at every single stadium that these teams play in, at least six cameras. That's what's required for VAR. The referees all have to be uh, advanced and under have a technical training in VAR. You have to have more referees at a match for VAR referees. The broadcasters all have to be trained as to how to understand VAR, how to read it, how to explain that to the fans and the listeners. And the league has implemented that. And throughout the preseason, they have already been practicing and trialing VAR with the referees, with the teams, with the broadcasters. Everyone has gone through multiple layers of training to make sure that come March 25th and the opening game and opening minute of the match, if there is a VAR call, it's not unfamiliar for everyone except maybe the fans at home that haven't seen it before but the professionals they all know what they're doing from the booth to the coaches to the players and to the referees
2: yeah i i'm also on board with this i think it's just across the board going to help continue legitimize an already legitimate league in the nwsl but like just making those incremental steps forward to just make the game better and the one player though I'm curious to know how they feel about it is Lola Bonta because I think what six of her seven goals or seven of her eight goals last year were all penalties and like not saying that they weren't penalties but like penalties are usually things that like I mean that's getting checked oh,
3: yes. and that that's what will happen every penalty kick call will be checked um, there are a few things that aren't included in this current VAR package so there's no offside line there will not be a line that shows up on the screen when The officials are checking or at home if you're viewing the game. And there's also no goal line technology um, in the NWSL. There are different levels of VAR, but the fact that the league has taken a giant leap to implement it in any facet, and they're doing it in in a great way by implementing the six cameras and the training with everyone. Yeah, it should be very interesting kind of how it all breaks down. And I just know, I know, Allie, I'm going to put money on it for betting people out there. There will be a controversial VAR call in the opening weekend of the season. Mark my words, it's happening.
2: There <laughs> always is, always is, and they're gonna get tested. Uh, yeah, yeah, as uh, things kick off this weekend, Kansas City, of course, opening their season on the road against North Carolina. Courage going to be a good one. Davinia, uh, I mean, Kansas City in like some ways has become North Carolina West. Like they just have, I feel like, been involved in so many different like trades and acquisitions of former exactly. players. Uh, but going to be a good one, nonetheless, at uh, least enough for some fun ones, because you've got a wedding coming up this year. We just saw uh, the debut of the NWSL and FIFA 2023 players upset about how they look because the facial scan and rightfully so the facial scan rightfully is not so. inclined uh, to everybody. I'm just like sitting over here. If I were in this game. <laughs> and I showed up bald I would look like my dad so that would be kind of, <laughs> I, that was my like facial just you know snap food that's what I would look like um what's kind of been your impression of the uh FIFA 23 and what would be like for you personally the worst that you've seen so far like okay if that was me in the game I'd be like what the hell
3: <laughs> yeah I think like there are different levels to it, right? It's cool that it's happening. Um, these guys yeah. deserve to be recognized because they are professionals. It's taken way too long to get them in this video game. So that should have happened years ago. Um, the fact that the celebrations are in there, we're seeing some really cool ones. I am all about that as well. Um, I'm all about the kits that they're wearing. But I agree, the facial recognition is is not up to par. By any means, there's been some rough ones. Um, if you don't follow Sydney Larue on social media, Twitter especially, she has some hilarious tweets. She is honest. She is sh- tweeting with pictures. She's got her her comments from other people. I mean, I think she made a comment that Jess Fishlock of OL rain uh, had a had a little bit of a five o'clock shadow. What is that? What is happening there? So definitely some some tweaks to figure out and work out. And I know FIFA, they ended up uh, pulling back the release date initially of this. But now that it's out there, um, I, I just hope that young kids that are playing these games can now play as the NWSL and they can play as some of their favorite athletes. San Diego, you can be Alex Morgan. In Kansas City, you can be Debina uh, at this point. You can be Haley Mace if you want to be. And those are things that... It are only going to grow this game. And that is what warms my heart to see it. But I, I've got to be honest. I'm not a video game player. I don't really know what I'm doing. So I just have seen it online.
2: My husband loves FIFA. And I'm going to pick it up at some point. I just like never. i really watching it. Because it's kind of like watching a soccer match. Yeah, and It's very entertaining. Fun. Yes. Yeah. No, I... Maybe someday I'll pick up the controller and, like, teach her. <laughs> we got to get a game going, Allie. we got to get a game going. It's really not great. Like, yeah. I can't. My fingers don't move fast enough to process what I'm actually wanting to do. And then I forget what button does what. And then all of a sudden, I'm, like, turning the ball over in a dangerous area and, you know, getting absolutely blazed on a counterattack. <laughs> so it's, it hasn't been pretty when I have attempted to play. Um, okay. Wedding coming up this year. Is there any any soccer thing involved at the wedding um so we're working on some surprise
3: things at the wedding right now i mean in terms of like it, our private wedding registry so no one look of this but like i've got some jerseys on there i got some cleats on there i still play soccer weekly um and so does my fiance he was a goalie in college so i i love it and i was like why i should be adding cleats to my wedding registry yes we should definitely be doing this um Yeah, there will definitely be some soccer things involved in it, but um, we're still kind of figuring out the kinks on it. One of them might be like our guest book. That'll be like uh, soccer pictures, famous soccer pictures that people will sign around. Uh, Lots of cool aspects involved. A lot of soccer players will be at our wedding uh, because we both played in college and uh, we both still play. So that'll be really fun. Um, Yeah, I'm very excited about it.
2: The reception, we might have a small-sided game breaking out. Itself. Yeah, we might have dancing well, on one side, little 5v5 on the other side. I'm um, all about it. <laughs> Amazing. Congratulations. Uh and This is my tip to anybody. Register for whatever you want. You don't need to register for something in the kitchen if you don't cook a lot. Like I've- I registered for a-, a World Cup jersey because all of those 2023 Women's World Cup kits
3: just dropped this week. They are fire. You can literally catch them all on my registry.
2: <laughs> yes, I mean, as you absolutely should. I, again, best advice, register for whatever the hell you want. Don't feel like you need to do one thing or another. If you want soccer jerseys, register for those. And Lisa Roman, I will be buying you a soccer jersey. <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much for the time. What, a, what do you got coming up this weekend as the NWSL kicks off? Kansas City, like I said traveling to North Carolina. 1 p.m. Central time is kickoff for that match this Saturday. So excited. Where will you be opening weekend? I will be watching every single game. I'm
3: not on the call for any of them this weekend. And honestly, the way my schedule has worked out, I'm being honest with the listeners here. Saturday, there's an afternoon NWSL game. I have an MLS game I'm calling at 7 o'clock. And then the late night Saturday NWSL After Dark kicks off at 10. So I will be able to watch every single game, take it all in, and then live on Sunday night. uh, Sandra, my co-host, and I, we will be doing a live NWSL recap for Attacking Third that's on YouTube. We go live. It's really fun, and I'm so excited to take in all of the matches and then break them all down on Sunday uh, and dissect it all with the NWSL fans.
2: It's going to be fun. We're going to learn a lot, and we're going to potentially see some controversial VAR calls I'm sure that's going to be a, a quick segment uh, added in uh, yeah frequently talked through on the attacking third podcast but Lisa thank you again so much for the time can't wait to see you so so soon and uh happy NWSL opening weekend to all who celebrate thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Soccer Talks on KC Sports Network and be sure to subscribe to the KCSN Soccer Channel on YouTube and of course wherever you get your podcast. we'll see you next week and thanks for watching
1: KC Sports Network.